What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Grind Podcast, where I talk about hunting, entrepreneurship, fitness, and the daily grind and what it takes to earn success. I'm your host, Eric Van Workham, Muleyfreak underscore Eric. You can follow me there. And today I have Aaron, Muleyfreak Aaron, Muleyfreak underscore A-A-R-O-N. Welcome to the podcast there, buddy. What's up? How are you? Good. We're up here in the... The AC uh, is kind of loud, so we had to turn the AC off. So now we're going to melt up here to podcast to you guys for it's a few It's got to be minutes. 80-something up here. It's hot. I bet it's, I bet it's almost 80, yeah. I bet it's close to 80. Anyway, um, dude, I can't believe how close the season is. I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm starting to get anxiety about how quick things are going to be here. So I've like, I made a mental, I made a mental note every single day. I'm, I'm doing 75 hard. I'm in phase one. So phase one is 30 days, two extra tasks, um, actually three extra tasks. And one of my daily tasks is shooting my bow because it's going to be here. I cannot believe it's going to be here. So I had to replace my limbs and so I had to wait to replace yeah, my limbs. A, you had a crack in one. Yeah. Huh? Yep. Fell over in the rocks from the coos deer hunt. You can check that video out on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I had, I had to wait so I couldn't shoot. So now I'm down to three arrows and I'm, I'm trying to get some new arrows in and that's due to the pandemic. We're still experiencing some of those, uh, which I say aftermath and repercussions and not being able to get product. So I can't, uh, I can't get any arrows. I got three arrows, but I'm not making excuses. I'm shooting every single day and my, I'm, I'm working on executing, um, you know, the little things. I had some target panic last year and I'm working on getting that whisking that target panic away. And I feel like I'm doing a good job at it. Um, but it's just daily reps. I try to shoot six, 12 arrows a day. I know it's not a lot with my schedule, but that's, it's, it's doing pretty good, especially after my second workout. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to be chasing antelope in like three weeks. That's yeah. crazy. Or high country mule deer. Yeah. Or yeah, four weeks, a month, month, month and a half away for you ready deer. for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. What are you doing to get ready? I know you're hitting the gym pretty hard. Uh, yeah, I've started to shoot my bow as well. So I just got to, just like you, just overcome some of the yeah. some of the shooting, bad shooting habits and whatnot. Yeah. So, what I've noticed but is... yeah, it's here. Yeah. What I've noticed too is when you get overwhelmed and you have so much going on, you fall apart. You don't want to do any of it. So you stop shooting your bow. You stop working out. You stop dieting. You stop getting certain tasks done every day or certain work things done. And you just go overwhelmed. And I think that can lead to depression. Cause I know it has, it, I've, I've felt some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's July's hard because you're trying to get the last little family stuff in before yep. it gets crazy. So trying to make your wife and your family happy while at the same time trying to get all your stuff ready and make sure you're prepped. And I actually on Saturday started putting my stuff together. Oh, good. Good for so you. I don't want to, I don't want to wait three days before like I usually do. Oh, because the, then that's way <laughs> too stressful. Oh yeah. And then I'm, that's when I really like a week before, if I'm not ready, I'll really shut down. Yeah. Things get really bad. So I've started at least packing and shooting my bow. So good. Got to start. You be ready for that first trip. Yep. Cool. I want to talk a little bit about my fitness regimen right now. And here's what I've been doing for 75 hard. I've been running three to three and a quarter miles every single day. And I walk for probably three minutes on the treadmill. And then I literally run for, um, 30 for three miles till I hit the 30 minute mark till I hit the 30 minute mark or no, I, I, I run till I hit the three mile mark, which comes before the 30 minute mark. And then I try to make sure I'm at 400 calories. Then I walk it out and try to stretch. And then I go into my hit workout, my lifting session, 
uh, my finishers, depending on what I'm doing that day, whether it's legs, upper body, core, and I'm probably in the best shape I've been in, even even better shape than the first phase of 75 hard or the the initial program 75 hard. Yeah, I, you probably I feel like you've learned a lot just on how to work out too yeah, since then. Definitely which has probably helped you get into better shape than yep. when you were initially doing 75 hard. Yep. Cause the more consistent you are, you like, you learn so much. You're like, man, yeah. this workout's actually better than the other one there. This lift is a lot better than the other lift I was doing. Yeah. Works you out better. Yeah. You my, get smarter. Yep. You get smarter. My nutrition's more dialed. My supplementation is more dialed. My workouts are more dialed. I'm more intentional when I'm in the gym. And what I mean by that, there's more focus going into my lifts. There's more attention to detail in my lifts. There's pushing myself past, um, the, the, the exhaustion point. Now I wouldn't say exhaustion point past yourself past like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I don't know what that's called, but like push yourself past the last rep that you think you can do push yourself three or four more reps. And I think that's where I've seen a lot of growth. You know, I was noticing this morning too, when I was pushing myself, I'm like, gosh, this hurts. There's a lot of pain when you're pushing yourself past yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then your mind kicks in and you're like, I can't do it. Yeah. And you got to push back, yep. push past that block. Yeah. You got to push past that block. So, again, guys, what I'm using for a pre workout, and I think that's kind of a negative term, is megawatt. That, that powers me through that running. And that's what I take 30 minutes before I start running. It's a 150 milligrams natural caffeine full of electrolytes. I take it 30 minutes before. And I power through my run and I power through my lifts. It's an amazing product. Yeah. I like that. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't give me that hard crash. I just talked to Chase came in today and he's lost 120 oh, yeah. pounds. That was amazing. In, in a, the last like year, year and a half, he, he looks so good compared to when yeah. you and I first met him. And, uh, he's doing so good, but he, he talked today. He's like, man, I've been so consistent for a year and a half. And he's like, but now I've hit this, uh, I'm not going to say the brand, but he takes a certain pre-workout and he's like, it, it works for like eight minutes. And then he's like, it dies out. And I said, well, you know, one thing you can do is phase out of it, you know, and try it again. Um, but that's why megawatts so great because it's a, you know, that slow burn cardio pre-workout where it doesn't have the beta alanine that hits you, smacks you in the face and then drops off yeah. after. So and I feel and, good all day long on it. Yeah. And he's, ex- he's excited to try it. Yeah. I don't have that crash throughout the day. Like I, like I do on other pre-workouts. So yeah, megawatt makes you feel good. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, I, I you would think that for most workouts, you'd be like, you'd run three miles and you'd be done. I'm lifting and doing hit workouts and finishers after, after my three mile run. Yeah. It just goes to show you how f- much further you can push yourself. And you know what I think about when I'm working out too, back to that intentional piece, I think about the hard days I'm going to have in the mountain chasing an animal, especially with my bow. I think about, holy crap, you can push yourself harder because guess what? In another month and a half, two months, you're going to be grinding in 90, 95 degree weather with a bow chasing mule deer. You're going to be getting up early. The bucks are going to be going to bed early. That means you're going to have a lot of downtime in the middle of the day. And that's where the mental stuff comes in. Cause you're just like, why yeah. am I up here? I'm wasting my time. It's so hot. I'm just saying working out this hard prepares you for that. Now you don't need to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or, you know, the most fit person on the planet to kill big animals. No, you don't, but it makes it easier. And when I say easier, it's not easy. It makes it, you can go harder. You're more mentally tough. It makes something very, very difficult, easier. It doesn't make it easy. It makes something very difficult, easier. 
And then, you know, working out that hard, I have little to no soreness with that post-workout stack. And if you're just barely listening to this, you can listen to another episode. I really believe in this stuff. It's a post-workout stack. We'll include the link for that. Has ignition. Formula One are the two products. Ignition has glycogen, which replaces, replenishes those glucose storages that you deplete during your workout. And that's the first thing your body tries to do is, is replenish your glucose storage. So it has glycogen that helps do that. And then two, it has low temperature processed protein that's super broken down so your body absorbs it quicker, which means you're sore less, you recover faster, and you, you can get back to the grind of the next day working out. Any, any comments on that? No, it works. It works. It, I'm yeah. telling you, it, it works. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, back you, to that Arnold Schwarzenegger thing real quick. Yeah, um, you know, you want to being, you know, you talked about being intentional. Um, you know, what do you need for hunting? You got to have a healthy heart, lungs, mm-hmm. legs to go. Yeah. And so, you know, you talked about that high intensity workout. That's what you're doing. You're keeping your heart rate up. Yeah. You're still lifting you know, some sort of weight resistance during that time. And you're also getting some serious cardiovascular in. Yeah. I've actually been using like bench and arms and stuff like that as a, I've been using it as a reward for myself mm-hmm. after. So I don't go in to work out to go get big arms and a big chest. Yeah. I, I do it to be intentional towards the mountain. And then I actually use, you know, the last 15 minutes or whatever to reward myself yeah. with, with a bench workout with a good or chest work. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and like then, because those are, those are easy and nice and you see results fast and it's nice. To, you're like, Oh, I did two twenty five. you know, six times last time. Now I'm doing it three reps of eight or whatever. And that's, yeah. that's nice. It's the hit workouts that just pound you and yeah. bring you down. But and, yeah, I've been using that as a, as just a reward after. Yeah. You know, and sometimes cutting off that buck or bull before he heads into the to his bedding area with your pack and beating him to a spot and and have the endurance, the cardio, to beat him to that spot can ultimately determine success and failure, tagging out or not tagging out. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's so important. So um, there's a link for that. Now, if you don't have time to go to the gym, download the first form app. We'll include a link to that in the podcast where you can do some at home workouts. And Aaron Aaron knows a lot about the the app. I'm still getting familiar with it. There's a lot of neat things going inside the app. So. Um, at any rate, uh, I, I wanted to segue into, uh, what we're going to talk about today and especially with the hunts coming up and guys are starting to scout hard. There's going to be some big animals hitting the dirt. There is bottom line, uh, starting as early as next month. Now with big animals hitting the dirt comes, uh, congratulatory comments, jealousy, um, um, degradation. Did I say that right? Is that the word I just brought up yesterday or today? Degradation? No. De- degrading. Oh yeah. No, it was another one. disparagement. No. Disparaging. Disparage. Yep. Yeah. Disparaging was the word I, I was talking about. I thought you were thinking about depredation tags. No, no. Degradation. De- degradation. <laughs> de- de- degrading. Uh, but what, well, now you got me confused. What did I just say? Disparagement. Disparaging. Okay. That's the word. Now, I can't tell you how many times I hear someone disparage someone else's accomplishments. And if you're doing this, stop doing this, okay? Because you're just asking for this negativity back in your life, and the universe karma is just going to give it back to you. So stop doing it, okay? So I'm going to so I'm gonna give some hunting. Uh, I'm going to relate this to hunting, okay? So-and-so 
kills a 200 bu- inch buck every single year with his bow. Okay. Well, he geez. poaches it. He poaches it. Or he goes on private land. He or- hunts it on private land. He lives at home still. Well, yeah, that'd be easy to do. He's not married. Well, that, that'd be super easy to do. He, uh, he's not married and lives at home and doesn't have any kids. Yeah, I could do that too. If I, if I didn't have a job, live at home, didn't have a wife and didn't have any kids. Let me just stop. Let me just, I, if someone said that, I'd stop right now. I'm thinking, no, you couldn't. If you didn't have a job didn't, and lived at home, didn't have a wife or kids, you still couldn't do it. You still couldn't do it. Because guess what? You're not disciplined enough. Yeah, probably not. No. And why would you disparage someone else's accomplishment? You know, Cam Haynes had to deal with this. He talks about it in his book, Endure. He had industry people telling him, you don't need to run to kill, kill a big buck. You don't need to lift all those weights to kill a big animal, to kill an elk, to draw back on a bull. That just fueled him. That just hit, made him want it more. He's probably thinking, yeah, I don't. You don't have to, but I do it. Yeah. How many, how many times have I done this? I am so guilty. I recognize it now in my later years and just recently, actually. Well, shoot, that'd be easy if I, if I lived in Wyoming and I had resident Wyoming residency. I could do that every single year. I'd kill bigger bucks than them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How easy is it to do that? You would we, kill more Wyoming bucks, though, if you were a resident I, yeah, there. I would kill more Wyoming <laughs> bucks. <laughs> and, and you know what? I might kill bigger bucks, but, but, but you, see how you're, you see how the negative Nancy in you is just dis- disparaging that person's accomplishments? What good does that do you? You're just asking for negativity in return. I'm trying to think, what are some other scenarios? Well, I know one of the first things that'll that'll pop up is the Arizona governor tag is going to, they're going to kill a 420-inch bull in July. Yeah. It happens every single year. And there's just the most, and whatever, you might have your opinions on it, whatever. He's doing it completely legal. He put a bunch of money towards conservation and he killed a big bull. And he probably had five guides that helped him do it. Yeah. And people are still jealous. So what oh, do they yeah, say? They're... Oh, if I had that kind of money, I could kill a big bull too. Yep. Well, maybe you could. But the fact is you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fact is you're not a multimillionaire, so yeah. you can't buy that tag. But 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 big bulls are killed every year on over-the-counter yeah. hunts too. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you doing on those? What are you accomplishing on those over-the-counter hunts where you have an opportunity as well? Yeah, exactly. I guarantee you ask 90% of the people. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, have you killed a 300 bull on an over-the-counter hunt? Have you killed a 320 bull on the over-the-counter hunt? You know, probably not. Jeez, I haven't. Mine was 318. No, that wasn't an over-the-counter bull. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. That's Dang a public it. a public land bull yeah, with your bow, which is, which is still a, an amazing accomplishment. It is yeah. still an amazing accomplishment. Look what you did in the very last hour of the very last day. You should be proud of that. You know, I still remember I was. I was antelope hunting with my bow when you called me, and I knew you were going to get it done. You know, it was my proudest hunting moment of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I pulled over. I can't remember why I pulled over. I pulled over to talk to you because I couldn't hear because I was in my old forerunner. It was too loud in the cab. <laughs> I got out to hear me like I did it. I, I had never been so proud of you because guess why? You didn't quit. Yeah. I was so stinking proud of you. In fact, I called Janessa and you're like, you're never going to believe what Aaron did. He got it done with his bow. 15 days. 15 days all by yourself. I didn't even help you one day. What an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Took the words right out of my mouth. Just kidding. I did have a crazy, crazy busy year. I drew a bunch of tags that year. Yeah. 
but but the point is it's like you're those jealous folks are always going to have some excuse of yeah. why yeah to take down why why it's okay or to justify bringing someone else down disparaging them yep. belittling their accomplishments why would you belittle someone's accomplishments why let's say you hate that person even if you hate that person you should be happy for them because if they did it legal which chances are they did Despite if, you know, the little demon inside of you said they must have done something illegal. Chances are they did do it legal. You're belittling them because deep inside you're jealous. You just don't realize it. Yep. And to your point, I mean, that's just what a, what a sad life to live. Yeah. What being, a sad life to live. A, being jealous all the time and sitting there with those ill feelings, you know, yeah. inside of you. Yeah. Or yeah. It's so much easier. Well, I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's so much better to just be happy for somebody. Yeah. Even if you, you don't feel like them, better, they feel be, better. You yeah. should be happy for them anyway. Even yeah. if, even if you don't like them, even if they've wronged you, you should try to be happy for them. But the disparagement that goes on in this hunting community is unnecessary. It's childish. Yep. And there's a lot of it. And there's a lot of in it in the hunting industry. Be happy yeah. for someone. Realize that they must have put in an unprecedented amount of work, or they just got super lucky, which that happens too. But chances are. If this person is successful over and over each year, they have next level work ethic. Yep. They they really worked on developing a skill, you know? Yep. So be happy for them. But I, but I noticed something when you said I just killed the three geez, I only just killed the 318 bull. You were you were you were almost um what should I say? What's the term? Playing down your accomplishment. In your head. And I don't know why you were doing that. Yeah, it was more so of a joke, but I, I yeah. get what you're yeah. saying because we cause, all cause do people that. people kill 380 bulls on right. limited entry units, right? Right. So you think, oh, man, I only killed a 318 with my bow. Uh, oh, man. That that bull might have been that – might that bull you killed may as well have been a 390 bull. Oh, it in still my feels mind. like it to yeah. me. In my yeah. mind. You killed a bull with a bow before I did, and I've been trying for a lot of years. So, so for me, it's just funny how we do that sometimes, and I think – Sometimes naturally as humans, we compare ourselves to others. Yeah. You know, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so killed a 420 bull on a, uh, open bull unit, you know? Yeah. Sure. It was on private, but, um, there's another, there's another, uh, instance. Oh yeah. They kill a 400 inch bull, but yeah, he kills them on private every year. <laughs> Do you see what you're doing? Yeah. You're disparaging someone because they have the opportunity to hunt private. Those bulls are still wild as just, heck. Just because you wish you. Yeah. You, you wish you had that private to hunt Every on. one of us listening to this podcast, given the opportunity to hunt pr- private, would absolutely 100% do it. Who's too prideful to say, you know what? I'm above. I'm not going to hunt private. <laughs> we all dream to own a big piece of private. We all dream to own a ranch full of bulls and bucks. So let's stop disparaging people and belittling their accomplishments because they shot it on private or with an outfitter. So you're, 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 you're not very cool if you hunt private and an outfitter then you're kind of cool if you do a DIY on private. And then you're only super badass if you do a DIY public land and kill a giant. <laughs> see, see how this is going here? Now, this, this, this kind of parallels other things with life, not just knocking down a big animal. I'm sure the fitness industry is this way. I'm sure other industries are this way. I'm sure the car industry is this way. Oh, yeah. If, if, yeah, if my dad... If I had my dad owned a car lot, I'd have this, that, and the other too. Yeah. But I think the point is... Oh, if I'd have married into that family, I, geez, shit, I'd have a house like that. Yeah, if you would have married her, you probably would have got a bunch of money, (laughs) but you didn't, (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't. The fact is you didn't. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think the big thing is 
for me, yeah, if I kill a if I kill on a a, a nice buck on public land with my bow on an over the counter unit, that's cooler than killing a buck with my bow on private land for me. Yeah. But the the point is is don't belittle somebody. Yeah. But I think also you shouldn't belittle, belittle yourself. But that's not belittling myself. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's definitely not. Just for me personally, but, that's more rewarding. Definitely. Which is Same fine. Here. Which is fine, but that doesn't mean you belittle somebody else because Absolutely. they did it a certain way. By the same token, I think that you should be careful that your mind doesn't belittle yourself. You don't allow your yeah. mind to belittle yourself either. Oh, that's not that cool. Aaron killed a 184 buck during the rut with a rifle on private. Now, that's not very cool. Actually, that's pretty dang cool. Oh, yeah. Most people don't do it. Now, were you in the high country for 10 days, getting snowed on and hailed on and, you know, absolutely miserable and on public land? No. But you still did something that's pretty incredible that most people won't do in their entire life, and you had an opportunity to do something that no one else will. Yeah. Oh, still cool opportunity and whatnot. I I find myself doing that to myself. My, My thoughts trying to, my mind trying to disparage myself for maybe one of my accomplishments. Like one of my, well, I killed one of my biggest bulls is on private. I killed it on private, you know? Yeah. But then I also think about how many people try to draw that tag every single year and I got to go hunt it. Yeah. And I hunted it. I'm like, dude, why, why are you, why are you belittling yourself? Yeah. Why are you disparaging your own accomplishments? So it's so easy to do that. That's the little like negative Nancy in your head or I, I almost think it's like the devil trying to put yourself down and make you depressed because those kind of thoughts make you depressed. I don't know. Yeah. So stop doing it. Don't allow it. I think the first step is recognizing when your mind's doing that to you and you got to take control of your mind because at the end of the day, you can control your mind. I don't know. I, I'm super guilty of that. I let myself do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody does. I mean, it's human nature to be more negative than positive. Yeah. And so I think that's easy to do. And like you said, it's you recognize it and try to change yeah. that mindset slash attitude. Stop doing it, recognize it and change it because you're never going to get that. You're, you're never going to win if you're just going to be putting that out there. If you want to win, you've got to change and you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the work, put in the work and put in the work until you're never going to be rewarded. And eventually that reward will pay off. Kind of like your elk hunt. Dude, you put in the work. How depressing that going out by yourself every single day from the jumping jack. And hiking out in the dark by yourself thinking, is this even worth it? Was this, am I even going to kill anything? Tell me what went through your mind in some of those days. Oh yeah. There were days where it was freaking hot and it's like, man, it's like the second week in September now and I still haven't got any rain or cold weather and I haven't heard an elk bugle in four days and oh yeah, I had all the negative thoughts possible and then, then all of a sudden it would, something good would happen. I'm like. Man, it's like I had that 340 bull that night. I think I'd had three days of nothing. And all of a sudden, I was walking on a cattle trail, and there's a 340 bull standing there at 90 yards. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I wasn't in the right – I wasn't – I I don't think I capitalized on that because I wasn't in the right mindset. Yep. I'd been negative for three days. Yep. And all of a sudden, there's a giant bull at 90 yards, and I'm like, oh, and man. Could have been over if you'd have been ready. I know. I just wasn't ready. Well, I – I was like, oh, I'll get 25 yards closer, but I just wasn't in the mindset to do that correctly. And whatever wind swirled and he was gone, you know, and, but then the next day was the last day. And I, you know, I trekked through and I was like, I'm going to give it everything I got. And I was sharp that day. And, but there were, you know, a few days where I probably could have got it done, but I just wasn't in the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was a tough day after day to go out when it was 90 degrees and hadn't got any weather and I wasn't hearing any bugles and it was crazy. That yeah. was a tough, yeah, that was a mental, mental grind of a hunt for sure. The, the biggest rewards coming in the fourth quarter or overtime. Yep. Look at my buck downstairs, a big double cheater buck. Yep. Fourth no, very, quarter. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Last last night, last light. But, but the th- the thought of the unknown is so torturing when you're on that last day of the hunt. Oh, yeah. Is it not torturing? Yeah. Then it, you're like, oh, man, there's this much pressure on this tag because it's so special and so coveted. And I can only come by this X, every X amount of years. You know what I mean? Yep. You almost naturally sharpen up on the, when you're so desperate. You're like, uh, at least, I, and maybe that's a mindset, too. It, maybe some people just give up and not even finish out the last day. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Go there, home. I've heard some, I talked to some guys last, last year that had a tough LE archery hunt in Utah and they didn't even hunt the last three days or something like that. Really? But just gave up, just gave up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I gave it to the last second, you know, and it worked out. So, but yeah, naturally I was like, man, this is the last day. I better be sharp better make make this happen yeah so what shifted what went through your mind did you tell yourself like hey quit being a pussy did you tell yourself i'm gonna give up my all this last day what kind of changed your mind yeah i I remember thinking i got i've put 14 days into this i was like why you know i don't want to ruin this last day so you know you've already invested all this time make it happen that was my mindset all day and it ended up being a fantastic day chasing elk i missed a bull earlier how big was that bull probably 310 320 bull oh, so it was a nice bull yeah it was a nice bull missed him at i don't know i didn't range <laughs> jumped him you, out of you, a wallow i was actually I, I i overlooked him he was like right in front of me but i was looking at his cows in the trees that were 100 yards out so i was looking at them if i would have just looked down he was 10 yards in a wallow anyway he bumped out and i guessed i missed him i was like man this sucks <laughs> It's the end of the world. I wish I could have seen that. I, I still remember thinking, gosh, I should carve something into an aspen with my knife about <laughs> 0 for 5 or something. Misses. <laughs> and, Filming uh, by yourself, too. Let's not yeah, forget about that. I self-filmed it. And as I was thinking what I was going to carve into the tree, I heard a bugle uh, five, 600 yards away, and I just went after it and finished it. But, yeah. <laughs> or about the 370 bull that you screwed up on, too. Oh, yeah. Gosh, there's a lot of a lot of mistakes in there. But look what you look what you learned. I, I think if you would have went in there and stuck a 370 bullet, it wouldn't have meant as much to you. No, especially I, if you'd kill him the first few days of the hunt. Yeah, our buddy Colin drew that tag, didn't kill anything. Yeah, yeah, I've known a handful of people that have drawn that tag and haven't killed anything. And you killed a 318 bull. Yeah. Oh, you could have killed a branch antler bull. Yeah, but pa- you killed a 318 a bull. You pass some up, but you killed a 318 bull. Yep. Yeah, it's an amazing experience now. And, you know, I had 15 more days of uh, elk hunting under my belt that I wouldn't have had if it yeah. just happened in two or three days. Yeah. So, yeah, the experience was phenomenal. Yeah. As Rec- far as learning. And- Re- recognize the grind. You got to recognize the grind. You got to recognize the work that needs to be put in. And you know what? I've gotten better at this. And just recently, I'm telling you, just recently, this is something I've recently learned. Like when I'm working out with Jace, little neighborhood kid, uh, he's not little, he's 20, 20 or something, lives down the street. He's short in stature. But uh, when we're running, he's like, man, run fast. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Click that. I click that miles per hour up to 10. And I've already <laughs> almost ran for three miles. I'm like, man, you, you better try harder if you're going to break me because I'll go. <laughs> I will go. And the 
the more in shape you get, the better you feel and the more fun it is. Don't get me wrong. I love torturing myself because you can laugh about it. Then when you can see someone else be tortured, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. But, but circling back to um, pushing in the fourth quarter in overtime, your buck last year too. Yep. Last day. I still remember, I'm like, man, I killed a bull in Colorado. I'm like, dude, you got to get up there. You're going to kill one. And I encourage you to get up there. I'm like, I don't care what it takes. Get up there. You're seeing some, you went up there, despite all odds, all by yourself, climbed to that gnarly country and self-filmed a last day buck that was an amazing buck. That is so cool. And I was so proud of you in that moment too. Yeah. You got shot him and I, I think, right? Yeah. And I, I was like, I knew you'd find him. Yep. I yeah, knew you'd find him. Close by too, thankfully. And you, you had some like spiritual stuff go on there, but I think, I think that's part of the universe, the spiritual stuff and God. And I think all that stuff plays together because ultimately I believe that God created the universe. So that's why I believe he set certain laws and rules. Yep. And I think that's one of them and what you did. You think you went into season and closed. You'd hit this buck. You left him, came back in, called the game warden, asked for permission, asked him the ins and outs, couldn't take a weapon, blah, blah, blah. You went in there and watched him take his last breath. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. That is a wild story. Well, I think there, gosh, there's a collection of hunts between me, you, and Tyler. I mean, some h- more hunts of yours and Tyler's were just popping in my head. Tyler, the over-the-counter archery buck, he went out one last try and yeah. killed that on the last day. And yeah, there's something there's something to grinding it out till the end I, and I, you're rewarded. And I don't think that's circumstantial. I think that's the universe telling you something. I really do. Yeah. I think that's God's way of saying this is this is how things work. That's I really I really believe that. The more and I've just just recently recognized that. Like you said, I mean, people kill him on the first day and what whatever you know, you prep hard and you know what that buck's doing on night before the hunt and you go in and you kill him. That's great. That doesn't happen a lot to me, but yeah, um, it does happen sometimes. And well, you you put the prep in before you know that can happen you put the work in regardless it yeah. comes down to preparation and work unless you just get flat out lucky which yeah exactly. again it happens but yeah the big takeaway from this one guys is disparagement recognize it know what you're doing so that when you when your mind starts saying those negative things you can stop it turn it into a positive realize oh man they're killing big bucks or bulls or they look like that in the gym it's you recognize yourself doing this in the gym like people that talk crap or talk crap years ago on zach griffith Oh, wow, what a tool doing this and this in front of the mirror at the gym. That dude put in work. Think about how disciplined he is with his diet. He don't naturally look like that. You don't look naturally like that from doing nothing. Very few people in this world look naturally like that. Recognize the work they're putting in and then appreciate it. Be positive. Recognize when that negative thing comes in your head. I I, I think that stuff's, that stuff's not good. Yeah. And it's coming... F- it's not it's not coming from a positive source. It's coming from a negative source. So whatever you believe in, whether that's devil or this or that or the other, it ain't a good thing. And when you're thinking negative thoughts like that about people, you're asking for negativity in return, in my opinion. Yeah, don't put others down and don't put yourself down. Yeah. Try to overcome those negative thoughts. Yeah, the jealousy is the root of all evil. And it's easy to get jealous in this industry, especially when someone puts down a big buck or a bull. Even when you put down a, 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 what about when a 12 year old girl shoots a 400 inch bull or a 200 inch buck, same thing's creeping in your mind. Wow. Her daddy must have money or wow. She just got lucky. You've got to fight that. You've got, oh, that little girl's never going to appreciate that. You know what? She might not, she might not, but you can be happy for, her. you can give her a thumbs up. You can not, you can leave a positive comment about it rather than scroll past because you're jealous. Anyway, I'll leave that with you. Um, 
been 32 minutes here. Hey guys, we appreciate it. The new trifold uh, seat pad is available now for pre-order. It's going to be shipping end of July, I believe. Um, so definitely pick one of the, those up. It's a glassing pad. We're calling it the trifold glassing pad. It features a, a middle section of blaze orange. So if you're packing animal out, kind of gives you a little bit of protection while you're packing out. It literally folds into threes. You can use it as a rear support. There's a lot of cool things you can do with it. Only pillow. pillow. Yeah, that's a good point. Only weighs six ounces. There's a lot of multi-purposes for this glassing pad, and it's it's dope looking. Features gear loops and um, you know grab loops, so you can just pick it up and grab it. Uh, a lot a lot of applicable situations there. And then the new bino harness is a couple weeks out. We should have a marketing sample here, hopefully the end of this week, maybe early next midweek at the latest. Uh, that's going to be dropped, so definitely keep us po- or uh, stay tuned for that one. And uh, join our private Facebook group, Mealy Freak. You got to answer three questions in order to be admitted into the group. Uh, let them know I sent you from the podcast, and we got a cool community growing and building over there. So, first form products links are in the description or somewhere for this. Um, you can find it. Uh, reach out to us, DM Aaron or I, if you need any additional help or have any questions about flavors, this, that, and the other. Uh, download base map, save twenty percent. Basemap.com forward slash Mealy Freak. You can transfer all your waypoints over uh, from on X or whoever into base map. Save money. Uh, that's an extra $70 savings a year. That goes a long way, especially with the way gas prices are. So hit us up. We're happy to help you. And we want to see you and encourage you to grow. So catch you on the next one.